All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. We're starting every hour tomorrow, 9-11. It's 20 years later. Hard to believe. Starting every hour of the program, bringing you back to that day, 2,977 of our fellow Americans were murdered that day. Evil hit our land. And when you look at it through the prism of Joe Biden abandoning our fellow Americans behind enemy lines, I I keep saying the same thing. I cannot understand it. Frankly, it's indefensible. Michael W. Smith, there she stands. This just into our newsroom, a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. Another, that was, another apparently plane that was another plane. Seems to An airplane has crashed into the World Trade Center. There appears to be a gaping hole. Side has collapsed. The whole building has collapsed. Now it's has had a major explosion and a complete collapse. By the light. Well, it's a collapse. One of the towers. She stands. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center. There she waits. We're not going to be cowered by it that we're not afraid. Faithful friends. The freedom-loving of the world stand by our side. Stars. Proud to have the red, white, and blue. West, what we this country will not relent. Show the way. Proud to be a part of this country. Carry me. I think about the families, the children. To the place. Freedom itself was attacked, and freedom will be defended. She Sean Parnell, retired Army Infantry Captain. He served in Afghanistan. He's a candidate now for the U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. Author of the new book, Left for Dead. Um, it's hard to believe it's 20 years later. Now, you you know, you're a former U.S. Army Airborne Ranger. You served in the legendary 10th Mountain Division for six years. You retired as a captain. You got two bronze stars, one for valor, one purple heart. A passionate supporter of our military and currently serving uh, as an ambassador for the boot campaign and national veterans charity and he lives with his three kids in pennsylvania and um anyway appreciate you being with us um you remember that day and, and you remember that time in afghanistan and now we just I, abandoned americans behind enemy lines and now hostage to the taliban of all people a terrorist organization i i can't i can't fathom Amer that's not the america i know sean uh parnell uh, yeah, Sean, I agree. First of all, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I never thought in, in a million years that I'd see any American president, Republican or Democrat, bend the knee to the Taliban and to the enemies of this country, uh, who helped attack us on September 11th and snuff out so many innocent American lives. Um, you know, 9-11 was a powerful day. I can't believe it's 20 years ago, uh, you know, I'm 40 years old, right? I just turned 40 in July. 
So we've been at war in Afghanistan for half of my adult life, but ultimately I went along with thousands of other Americans to Afghanistan to take the fight to the enemy because we were attacked on, on 9-11. And to see what Joe Biden has done, uh, not just to this country here domestically, but internationally and specifically in Afghanistan, leaving Americans behind, um, it's been real difficult to process for me because, you know, we're the greatest country on the face of the earth with the greatest military uh, the world has ever known. And we don't leave our people behind. But going into the 20th anniversary of September 11th, that, that seems to be exactly what we're doing. You want to add insult to injury? The Biden White House officially praising the Taliban uh, as businesslike and professional. And days after abandoning Americans in Afghanistan, Biden's going to visit Ground Zero on 9-11. A lot of families have said they don't want that to happen. They've asked them not to come. You know, uh, you've almost have now a complete media blackout. Joe Biden doesn't want to talk about the Americans left behind anymore. And and the news media ever so compliant, an extension of his press office. Now it's almost a total blackout in terms of the Taliban hostage crisis. Americans captured and held behind enemy lines against their will. Um, And then you have stories. I know you're aware of things that are going on, as I'm aware of them. Uh, of brave Americans, uh, retired Navy SEALs, special ops people doing everything, anything and everything possible to get our fellow Americans out because our country left them. Yeah, yeah, and, and that shouldn't happen. And, and no one in this country, uh, the media or, or our people, should let the Biden administration turn the page on, on what's happening in Afghanistan. And I think one of the most offensive things that Biden has done you know, aside from going up to the podium and saying that the withdrawal from Afghanistan was an extraordinary success, uh, is try to normalize the Taliban as some sort of, uh, you know, neoliberal organization, you know, the Taliban, Taliban 2.0. It's just, it's a slap in the face to anyone who served in that country, uh, anyone who lost family members in that country or had, had family members wounded. You know, I think the American people will never forget that the Taliban, you know, help facilitate the attacks on 9-11. They've been killing Americans, thousands of Americans in Afghanistan for darn near 20 years now. And and they're working with, you know, designated terrorist organizations, Sean. What blows my mind is the Akani Network is a terrorist organization. Shiraj Akani is woven into the interim government of the Taliban. The Biden administration... By the way, Haqqani is, is as bad as, like, ISIS. This is, this, this is not a right. better Taliban. Yeah, yeah, and we fought them directly for 485 days. We fought against Akani, Hekmatyar, uh, the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, and we killed 350 enemy fighters in my time in Afghanistan. Um, and the Akani network is as bad as it gets. And the Biden administration is working directly with them in terrorist organizations in open view of the American public. It should be condemned in the strongest possible terms. Not only does that besmirch the legacy of the warriors who rose up in this country to fight uh, against our enemies, but it, it's a black mark on the office of the president and, and will be a lasting one for, for generations to come. Did you see this, you know, the same State Department that was telling people, well, first of all, all of this could have been prevented because the entire world watched the Taliban on the march. Uh, we saw where they were, how much territory they had gotten by April and then May and then June. And it was really bad by July, 60 plus percent of the country. And Joe Biden's telling us this is Afghan armies, some of the best trained in the world. They even have an Air Force. 
Uh, no worries that the Taliban could ever take control. And But we had every opportunity, while we had full control of Kabul and Bagram Air Force Base, that we could have extracted every American, had a safe, orderly withdrawal, every Afghan ally that we said we would get out if this day ever came, and we could have taken the billions and billions and billions of dollars in high-tech military equipment and taken it home with us, or at the very least destroyed it. That wouldn't have been my option, but take it home, uh, considering the taxpayers of this country paid for it and not leave it for terrorists, which we did. We had all the time to do it. And and now the State yeah. Department that said, they were telling people, make your way to the airport, but we cannot assist you. We cannot guarantee your safety. If you're at the airport, um, we're getting reports that there may be a terrorist attack. You may want to go home. Uh, it's Saturday before the Tuesday deadline. Yeah, it, it, it's not a good idea to go to the airport today. I mean, and we can't, again, assure your safety. Now they're saying we, you, you, if you have a, a chartered plane, you can't land it in America. If you find a third country that will allow you to land and they need our approval, we're not going to give it to you. That's what the, we got the State Department memo from September 1st. That's what they're telling people that have chartered flights to get Americans home safely. What the hell is wrong with them? Yeah, you're 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 exactly right. And what adds insult to injury is that Joe Biden had a conversation with the president of Afghanistan in the last week of July and essentially tried to convince President Ghani of Afghanistan to lie about the speed at which the Taliban was was on their offensive in that country. Lie to the world. Tell them, tell the world that the Taliban's not that strong. And in exchange for doing that, we'll give you aid, we'll give you military command, whatever it takes. So as egregious as as that phone call, that quid pro quo was, what's far worse is that in that moment, Sean, Joe Biden knew that he was lying. He, he knew his, int his intention was to deceive the country, deceive the world about truly what was happening in Afghanistan. And that's why it's not surprising to me that, that, that no one has been held accountable, because if he intended to lie about it from the very beginning and then calls it extraordinary success uh, weeks later, no one's been held accountable, whether it's Secretary Blinken, Chairman of Joint Chiefs Milley, uh, CENTCOM Commander McKenzie, uh, Jake Sullivan, how did he get a job? I don't know. But no one has been fired. And I think that's one of the greatest travesties of, of all, because, Sean, it's not like we were run out of Kabul by a superior military force. There's no reason why we couldn't have stayed there, extended the 31 August deadline to get our people out of there. We have the operational capability to do so. But Joe Biden was so hell bent on getting out of that country uh, and, and and accomplish whatever whatever twisted political goal he had set in that country, I, I, which I don't know what it was. But because of that, Americans are still trapped behind enemy lines today. And as you mentioned earlier, the media is desperately trying to turn the page. It's it's tragic and it's wrong and it's especially egregious going into the 20th anniversary of 9-11. It's pretty sad and it's pretty unbelievable. And it's, it's remarkable that there's not much more outrage about all of this think or know you had COVID-19, you can be around others after 10 days since symptoms first appeared and after 24 hours with no fever without fever-reducing medication and after other symptoms have improved. If you have tested positive for COVID-19 and you had no symptoms, you can be around others 10 days after you got tested for COVID-19. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash coronavirus. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time, as in 
Spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. All right, we continue. Sean Parnell, candidate for the U.S. Senate. His new book is out, Left for Dead. Tell us about your race. You're running for Senate. I know you got a, you know, it's a tough state, Pennsylvania. Uh, but I think the people of Pennsylvania are common sense Americans. I'm sure they agree with us uh, as it relates to, you know, they're sick and tired of, of mixed messages, ever moving, ever changing standards with COVID. You know, one no mask, one mask, two masks, uh, vax or mask, now vax and mask, now mask. You know, vax, vax again, and they get a booster ma- vax and booster vax on top of that vax booster. I mean, you know, the, the, the gang that can't shoot straight, they've gotten everything wrong. Yeah, well, well, the race here in Pennsylvania, uh, first of all, I think it's trending more Republican this state every single year. Um, and even with all the chaos in, in 2020 uh, that our governor wove into our election systems here in Pennsylvania, two Republicans, one statewide. Uh, in fact, in 2020, congressional Republicans statewide amassed over 85,000 more votes than congressional Democrats. There is an absolute path in Pennsylvania. Uh, if you want to learn more about my race, go to ParnellForSenate.com and you can check out my platform. But we're going to win, Sean. And, and just last week, uh, I got a surprise call from President Trump. We got his endorsement. Uh, and I think that goes a long way to sort of clearing the primary field. Uh, so that we can consolidate resources and build a war chest that's necessary for, for the general. But I'm telling you, Sean, uh, it, this, and this is reflected in our polling as well, we're going to win Pennsylvania. We are. In fact, we have to. Uh, and, and the radical left, the Democrats, Schumer, Pelosi, Biden, they know uh, that there's no pathway to the Senate majority without taking Pennsylvania. So Senator Toomey's retiring. It's an open seat, so there's no incumbent. Um, this is a seat that's been in Republican hands for probably 62 years now, and it's one that we absolutely have to hold because the Democrats aren't shy about their agenda, about whether it's nuking the filibuster pack in the Supreme Court, making Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico a state, taking your guns, decimating well, our By economy. the way, I've been, I, I, I'm almost out of time. I don't want to interrupt you because you're right on all these things, and I want to pay attention to your book. We're going to put it up on our website uh and it's just out left for dead and it talks you know uh you you're here talking about your time in afghanistan and the debacle of this withdrawal and you talk about in this book about a a special ops guy eric Steele, battling a renegade group of bioterrorists armed with a devastating virus and the fourth pulse pounding uh military thriller that you put out uh and uh i i'm 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 riveted reading it i just got my copy well, thanks, Sean. I appreciate that. You know, I try to, like, look at where this country is, and I say, if we stay on this path, this, this could happen. Sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm not. And But when I'm right and when I get it right, I'm, I'm pretty excited and proud. This time I'm not, uh, because we do have Americans that, that were essentially left for dead in Afghanistan. And, and that book, uh, Left for Dead, is essentially about a, a rising CCP, uh, Chinese Communist Party, rising China, and a diminishing America um, with flailing leadership. And, and sadly, that's right where we are uh, at this point in time in our history. Uh, and so I lament that I got that part right, um, but it takes real strong leadership that's going to get us out of this thing. And I think that's coming here in, in, in America. But in the meantime, 
And I hope people in your audience enjoy that book, Left for Dead, because uh, I think it's the best book that I put out yet. So thank you, Sean. We appreciate you being with us. We're going to follow your race uh, very, very closely. Sean Parnell, thanks for being with us. Appreciate your time. 800-941-SEAN is our number. We'll get to your calls when we get back. Quick break, right back. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. We'll get to your calls for the rest of the half hour. We have one other montage I want to play in light of the 20th anniversary of 9-11, which is tomorrow. Great song. I mean, a phenomenal song by Daryl Worley. Also a great guy. I know him. I've known him for a long time. And he, he did some of, our, some of our Freedom Concerts, put an amazing performance on. And he wrote the song, Have You Forgotten? And like with Michael W. Smith's song, we put sound on it. It's quite appropriate in light of where we are today, and especially abandoning Americans behind enemy lines as hostages. Americans do not yet have the distance of history, but our responsibility to history is already clear, to answer these attacks and rid the world of evil. I hear people say, we don't need this war. We protest this war, and it's not a war, actually, it's a slaughter. But I say there's some things worth fighting for. We are very grateful and thankful that we live in a country where there's freedom of speech, that people who are either for or against a war can speak out. What about our freedom? Everything just went black. And this piece of ground. Everything came down. We didn't get to keep them by backing down. Glass are popping. People got hurt. They say we don't realize the mess we're getting in. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. There it goes. Before you start your preaching, let me ask you this, my friend. Have you forgotten? Oh, my God. Oh, the next building is another one. Oh, my God. Another plane oh, just flew I feel in. The, heat. the explosion is incredible. Have you forgotten? I saw this plane come out of nowhere and just green right into the side of the Twin Tower, exploding through the other side. There's been an act of war declared upon America by terrorists. Have you forgotten? I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. Say your prayers. And we're not going to take it. It's so hot. I'm burning up. Have you forgotten about our Pentagon? There are dozens of residents that are sitting on the hills behind the Pentagon, almost like they're waiting for the 4th of July fireworks, but instead they're staring dumbfounded at what looks like, what looks like a war zone. I mean, you see bodies flying out of the sky and you can't do nothing about it. You tell me. There's no words to describe what's going on out there. Have you forgotten? America is a nation full of good fortune, with so much to be grateful for, but we are not spared from suffering. In every generation, the world has produced enemies of human freedom. They have attacked America. Because we are freedom's home and defender. Have you forgotten? And the commitment of our fathers is now the calling of our time. That's Daryl Worley. Have you forgotten? Apparently, Joe Biden's forgotten. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, let's say hi to Peter. He's in the great state of Florida, uh, the free state of Florida. What's up, uh, Peter? How are Hello. you? Glad you called, sir. 
Um, the pleasure is mine, Mr. Hannity. Um, thank you for having me. Um, uh, I'll make it quick. This mandate that they're doing, my wife has been a CNA for 25 years, and um, she loves taking care of people. It starts from the bottom up. Like you say, we're all spokes in a wheel. We all work together to make the engine run, okay? Um, with that being said, this mandate that this man wants to do, because he's not my president, to do this to these people, uh, you know, this puts my wife in this category um, of mandating people get the shot or, you know, find another job or, you know, you're fired. Well, what about when they were in the middle of it all before there was even a shot available, putting their lives on the line? Every single one of them, even the guy who sweeps the floor, being in the same facility with this thing spreading around like crazy. It just angers me so much that we're going to let this happen to our country. I mean, you know, when is it going to stop? That, that That's what's got me upset about this whole situation. You know, you have every, and, and you have every right. So what you're pointing out, rightly so, and it's funny because I... I I might have mentioned I was poked and prodded a lot this week. It wasn't my favorite week. Um, and, and, and stuck and jabbed and stabbed a million times. But anyway, um, those, those brave first responders, the nurses, the, the aides, the orderlies, the, the people, the custodians that were in the hospitals when we didn't have a vaccine in the middle of the pandemic, they're all heroes. And they all put their their ass on the line for this country. And I happened to meet one nurse this week, and she's about to get laid off as a result of all of this, and also as a result of policy. And I'm like, so let me under, let me get this straight. You risked your life. In her particular case, she's you know, actually the only one I think I know that put themselves in harm's way like that that never got the virus. Everybody else kind of got it, and I've interviewed nurses that got fired in Houston. That was the first place that we saw this, and that got COVID as a result of putting their life on the line. And now you're going to say, even if you you got natural immunity, you, that you're going to now mandate they get the vaccine, you know, the magic potion, whatever you want to call it, and or you're going to fire them. And these people were the ones that for over a year put their ass on the line every day to help save other people's lives, knowing what they were doing in the middle of a pandemic and how deadly this thing was. Right. Everybody be. in the facility has had their shots. I mean, completely the whole facility. Of course, I can't name it because, you know, I don't want to get my wife in trouble or anything. But 95% of them has already caught the COVID, has re-caught it. They don't talk about that. They don't talk. About, I know personal people right now. I work in a mom-and-pop transmission shop. I've been doing it for 33 years. My um, boss's nephew, no health problems, no nothing, got the shot. The day after that, he died from it. But they don't report all that now, do they? They don't report they, all the listen, serious Listen, I've read effects. all that's of the information. There, there are people that have had reactions to this shot. And that's why I, I urge everybody. I, I do believe in medicine. I believe in science. I believe in vaccination science. But, I, but I'm not going to make your decision for you. I don't know anything about your health history or current condition. Um, right. You know, it's I, I just find it outrageous. I really do that. We these people, they put everything on the line and now you're going to some of them will be fired because they have whatever reason. And it's none of my damn business. I'm not going to ask them why. Maybe they have a rare health condition that is between them and their doctor. How about doctor patient confidentiality? How about. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, what about rare conditions that some people have? What about just it's just their opinion? 
This isn't about freedom. We're getting lectures now. The hell with your freedom. You know, Joe Biden needs to drop his iron fist, they said over at MSDNC. I'm like, oh, okay. I've heard of countries like that before. You know, the hell with civil liberties and civil rights. Where's the ACLU on all this? Where, where, is there any civil libertarians left in the in the Democratic Party? Apparently not. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I, I appreciate and can hear your palpable anger in all of this. You know, by the way, and I remember Democrats, a lot of them dismissing the COVID vaccine uh, mandates themselves. Listen. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. I'll do everything in my power as president of the United States to encourage people to do the right thing. Perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates. And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. Um, that is the role that institutions, private sector entities, uh, and others may take. That certainly is appropriate. Also, local communities uh, are going to take uh, steps they need to take. So here's the thing. We, are, we cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. Not what we can do. We cannot do it. Not what we can do. Unbelievable. It's not the role of the federal government. No, I'm not going to do mandates. Okay. I trust. I believe all of them. Unbelievable. Uh, let's say hi to Pam is in Connecticut. Pam, you're on the Sean Hannity show. Hi. How are you today, Sean? I'm good. How are you? Oh, uh, well, better than yesterday. I had to pull my car over. I, w- I, I could not even see straight listening to that fraud. I am a nurse. I have recovered from COVID. It kicked my butt. I've done my homework. I will not get the shot. I am at risk of losing my job. 20 years ago. You're a ho- what, you're a, what kind of nurse? Home health nurse? I'm a, I'm a nurse. Yeah, yeah. High intensity care manager. Um, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, I was baking my son's birthday cake for his first birthday when the first tower fell. I lived across the street from Fort Carson in Colorado Springs. I am incensed. The people that I know who have lost body parts and lives over there and can't come back. This is Afghanistan. It's not even COVID. I have so many things in my head right now that are making me angry at this administration. And it's more like a regime. But we do not leave people behind. And we do not force our citizens to receive vaccinations that they do not believe in um, and that are not fully vetted. And that he is creating another marginalized section of society, and it is called the unvaccinated. I wasn't a fighter. I am now. Um, I am not going to let go. I am not going to give up. And my son is facing court-martial, potential court-martial. He is 20 years old serving. He's not the the only one. There are others, too. Absolutely. But if a 20-year-old is is man enough to serve this country and take all of the other shots that they have given him, this is just an atrocity. And if people do not stand... We will lose everything. I will tell you, and and, and you, you hear what we just played there. I'm, no, I'm never going to have, we can't mandate this. That's not the role of the federal government, Jen Psaki. And then you hear them yesterday. And then they lay they out their, their plan, their mandates. And you either go along with it or everything's, you're going to be canceled in society pretty much fully and completely. Canceled. They cannot cancel society, Sean, if society stands as one. Well, if we don't fight back in a lot of areas, we're not going to have freedom. 
president Correct. says it's not it's this is not about freedom. Yes, it is about freedom. Has everything to do with freedom. You know, Kamala Harris, I played it last night. Oh, nobody has the right to tell a woman what she can and cannot do with her body. Um, I guess that she disagrees with herself. It's such hypocrisy. Anyway, thank you, Pam. Uh, Jason is in Missouri. Jason, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Real quick, I'm a Marine Corps veteran, been a officer since the late. Um, I recently just came over to a healthcare setting working as a security officer in a hospital. Now, my conditions in my employment when I initially started, I asked, I have to take the COVID vaccine. They said, no, you do not. It is your choice. I said, good, because I don't want to. Um, now, just in the last two weeks, they said we have until October 1st to take to be completely vaccinated or we will be terminated. Um, I have had COVID, so I do have antibodies. I got over it. Um, but I have coworkers currently on my shift, two of them that are out with that were fully vaccinated prior to getting COVID. How is this legal? It wasn't. Now, after I'm here, they're making me get this or else. How is this legal? Can they continue to do this? You know, the answer is this is going to be challenged in the courts. This is that was my first comment yesterday after listening to all this. And sure enough, within seconds, even fake news CNN lawyers were saying, yeah, I don't think this is all going to be legal. Um, and we had Christy Nome on last night. There's now 14 governors as of yesterday. I didn't get an update as to how many probably joined in today and attorneys generals all around the country. And we'll have some of them on TV tonight. They're not going to, this is not going to go unchallenged and I'll have your back. Just like, Oh, just like you're not going to leave an American behind in Afghanistan, Joe. Oh, I have real confidence in you. Um, it is, it's unbelievable. It really is. And, and you know, but there are at least there's one little wiggle room out, and that is, okay, you're going to have to be tested every week. Okay, and Joe says that he's going to make up any pay you lose while you go get tested, or maybe your employer will test you. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, you're going to want to get the video version of the there she stands, Michael W. Smith video tomorrow, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Our prayers to the families and, and their loved ones, kids that never met their moms and dads. So sad. Now what what has just unfolded is even worse. Anyway, uh, lawsuits over this entire mess and as it relates to COVID-19 uh, vaccine mandates, the media coverage has been atrocious. Uh, Representative Ronnie Jackson has been on fire going after Biden. Democrats now, they, they blocked a survey of all the military equipment Joe gave the Taliban. Larry Elder, that's a big race. Tuesday, it's happening. Jason Whitlock uh, will weigh in on the new wokeness in the NFL. That's 9 Eastern. Set your DVR. Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend. Our prayers are with 9-11 families, victims, 2,977 of our fellow Americans. We pray for each and every one of them and every American caught behind enemy lines as a hostage of the Taliban today. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday.